To navigate life, we need wisdom. Uh, without wisdom, nothing in life really matters, nothing really has a point, and life can actually end up in destruction and as our life falls apart without true wisdom. But where does true wisdom come from? What does true wisdom look like in our life? In this series, Pursuing the Path of Wisdom, we look at the book of Proverbs, where God tells us exactly what true wisdom is, where true wisdom comes from, and what it looks like in our life. As you listen to this series, uh, if it impacts your life, like it, share it, and subscribe to our list so that you get more of these messages to not only impact your life, but others. God bless as you listen to God's Word. Well, today is our ministry kickoff Sunday where we launch all of our new ministries, and so I'm glad all of you are here. Uh, today is uh, kind of this new season of ministry where we kick off our new connect groups, which is our small group Bible studies. We kick off a new starting point class, which is the class I teach all about who God is and what God has done for us. We're kicking off a, a brand new program this year called Faith Five which uh, helps parents and instructs parents on how to easily bring Jesus into the home. Uh, we kick off a new Sunday morning Bible study, and in our service, we kick off a new sermon series called Pursuing the Path of Wisdom. Why this series? Wisdom is something that's not really discussed much in our culture. It's kind of behind the scenes, but it's not talked about a lot uh, because really our society talks about two other things. More, first one is morality. Uh, morality isn't agreed upon anymore, and so what's being discussed? Well, what's moral, what's immoral? And it's discussed, debated, talked about what is morality, what's right and what's wrong. The other topic is science theories, scientific research, what does the science say? We discuss, debate, talk about science and morality, and both are good. But both are kind of knowledge-based, isn't it? Observation. And yet, it has nothing to do with wisdom for our life. Those things may help a little bit, but they don't actually help us make the right decision at the right time when we're facing that fork in the road, so to speak. We need wisdom for our life. Where does wisdom come from? I think uh, I had, at least I had, used to have a perception that uh, I'd just be this wise, older person. The older I get, the wiser I get. When you think of someone who's wise, you think of that, that grandparent who sits there and, and uh, gives all the wisdom to the younger generation. And yet, just because you're older doesn't mean you're getting wise. For all of you that know Taylor Swift, you know that's true. In the opening line to Antihero, what does she say? She's got a problem. The, the older she, get, she get, keeps getting older, but never wiser. We can't just expect to grow up and have wisdom in our old age. That doesn't happen. But where does wisdom come from then? People are looking for it. People want it. You can go to any of your bookstores and you can find all these different books on all these different topics that are giving you wisdom. And yet, where does wisdom come from? This is why we're doing this series. 
for us, we're not going to focus on a book from the local bookstore. We're going to focus on the Bible and the book of Proverbs. Proverbs was a book written around 950 B.C., uh, written by, uh, the majority of it was by King Solomon, uh, King David's son. And it, it, quite frankly, it's a hard book. Uh, for all of you lifelong Christians in here, uh, I bet if I asked you how often you've read cover to cover the book of Proverbs, just straight through, it's probably uh, on one hand you can count how many times you've done that. Because it's a hard book to get through. There's no storyline. There's no narrative, so to speak. Uh, it's all about the wisdom of God. But this is why we're doing this series. Because we need wisdom for our life. Wisdom is critical for our life. And so we're going to jump into the book of Proverbs this morning. And this morning, to guide our, our discussion here, uh, we want to answer three questions. Who is wisdom for? How important is wisdom? And then where is wisdom found? Who is wisdom for? How important is wisdom? And where is wisdom found? We're going to look at Proverbs chapter 8 this morning. Uh, it is probably, out of all the chapters in Proverbs, one of the most famous chapters. Uh, because here, we hear from wisdom. Wisdom is personified. Uh, it takes on a person-type form, and wisdom speaks to us. And so let's jump in. Proverbs chapter 8, here's what we're told. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? At the highest point along the way where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gate leading into the city, at the entrance, she cries aloud. To you, O people, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, set your hearts on it. Let's stop right there. Wisdom personified, and wisdom is calling out. To who? It's not just those who have a high IQ. It's not just those who make six figures. Uh, wisdom calls out to those who have high IQs and very low IQs, who make six figures, who make $100 a month, to those who have their life together and there's no drama whatsoever, and to those who are lives who are broken. He calls out to the old, to the young. Wisdom calls out to those who live in the city, to those who live in the country. Wisdom calls out to all, it says. Look at verse 4. To you, O people, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. Your first point today. Wisdom is available to all. And not just available, but wisdom calls out. Wisdom wants you to be wise. Wisdom wants to be known by you. Wisdom wants you to have it. Wisdom calls. But where? Just in church? No, look what wisdom says. Uh, verse 2. At the highest point along the way where the paths meet, beside the gate leading into the city, at the entrance. In chapter 1, it, or, uh, wisdom says that it's calling out in the marketplace and at home. Wisdom is for every area of our life, not just how we conduct ourselves in church, decisions at church, 
But wisdom is for every aspect of our life, and wisdom is calling out for every aspect of your life. Wherever you go, wherever you're walking, wherever you're living, home, workplace, grocery store, church, school, wisdom is calling out. Wisdom is available and calling out to all. And that's you. You're sitting here today listening to this. Wisdom is crying out to you. Wisdom wants you to have it. Okay, but how important is it? Let's continue. Choose my instruction instead of silver. Knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. Counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have insight. I have power. By me, kings reign and rulers issue decrees that are just. Let's stop right there. How important is wisdom? Look at what verse 12 says. I'm sorry, verse 11. Nothing you desire can compare with her. And so your second point this morning is wisdom is the most important commodity that you can have. It's the most important thing. More precious than rubies, more precious than gold, more precious than silver, more precious than your wealth, more precious than your career success, more precious than your career, more precious than anything in this life is wisdom. It is the most important thing that you can have. Why? Why is it the most important thing that you can have? The most important commodity that you can possess? Because you and I face big decisions in life, don't we? Where do we go to school? What degree do we pursue? What friends do I surround myself with? Uh, do we move? Do we stay? Should I date that person? Should I marry that person? Should I break up with that person? What should I do with my money? How do I invest my money? What are my priorities in life? How do I raise my children? How do I discipline my children? What are the priorities for my family? All of these are big questions. Even this one. What church do I attend? All of these are big life decisions. And money, success, career, anything that your heart desires other than wisdom cannot answer those questions for you. And if we get those questions wrong, think of the mess our lives can end up in. When that fork in the road comes and those decisions have to happen, morals maybe help, but not all the time. Uh, science may help, but not all the time. Wisdom is what is needed for those fork in the road decisions when there's no black and white answer, when there's no right or wrong, and yet one leads to good things and one can lead to a mess. Wisdom is the most important commodity. Where are you looking for it? 
Where are you looking for wisdom? Do you look to social media and, and see what your friends are prioritizing, see what, what people are spending their money on, their time, their, their priorities? Where are you looking to give you wisdom on how many activities your kids should be in? Where are you looking for wisdom on relationship advice, marriage advice, parenting advice? Where are you looking for what you are to do with your life? How many people look for wisdom in Reels and TikTok? How many look to the internet and always end up down the wrong direction? Wisdom is what is needed for big decisions in life. It's the most important commodity that you and I could ever have. The Bible says so. <laughs> it is more precious than anything that our hearts can desire. And yet there's something a little more. It's one thing to make wrong decisions uh, and make a mess of our life, but if we look at verse 35 and 36, here's what we're told. Wisdom's still talking. For those who find me, find life and receive favor from the Lord. But those who fail to find me harm themselves. All who hate me love death. Apart from wisdom, there is no life. Apart from wisdom, our lives end in death. We harm ourselves, and our life can actually end in death. Where are you looking for wisdom? Wisdom now seems pretty important, doesn't it? Wisdom is available and calls out to all. Wisdom is the most important thing that we can have because in those moments where we have to decide one way or another, if we don't have wisdom, more often than not, we pick the wrong one. And it can end in destruction. It can end in death. We need wisdom but where is it found? Let's continue. Chapter 8, verse 22. Wisdom still talking. The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was formed long ago at the very beginning when the world came to be. When there were no watery depths, I was given birth. When there were no springs overflowing with water. Before the mountains were settled in place. Before the hills, I was given birth. Before he made the world or its fields or any of the dust of the earth, I was there when he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizon of the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundary so that the waters would not overstep its, his command, and when he marked out the foundations of the earth. Then I was constantly at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world, and delighting in mankind. Before the creation of the world, the Lord brought forth wisdom. Not that wisdom didn't exist, because wisdom is a characteristic of God. God is wisdom. Uh, and so it's not like wisdom was born. Remember, this is Hebrew poetry. But wisdom was brought forth to create the world. The very fabric of our world is wisdom. And we see that in creation, don't we? The way nature interacts with each other. 
You look at the world and you see wisdom within creation. From the very foundation of the world, wisdom was there, creating everything. And yet as we read this section, wisdom doesn't just seem like a what, but a who. And that's not just me saying it. The New Testament writers also saw it. We looked earlier, John chapter 1. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. In the beginning was the Word, the logos, the logic of God, the wisdom of God. And the Word was God, and the, uh, was with God, and the Word was God. Through Him, all things were created. Colossians chapter 1. Paul says that through Jesus, all things in heaven and on earth were created, and through Him, by Him, they hold together. Colossians chapter 2 says this, that the mystery of God is made known through Jesus Christ, in whom is all knowledge and wisdom. Do you want to get wisdom? It isn't a what, it's a who that it begins with. It begins with a relationship with wisdom that is Jesus Christ. Here's your third point for today. The path of wisdom is found in a relationship with the wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, turn back a page, and in verse 30 it says this, It's because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. Wisdom from God is Jesus. The very wisdom itself is found in Jesus Christ. And you can't have wisdom unless you have a relationship with Jesus. He's been there since the foundation of the world who created all things. He's the wisdom of God. And so this wisdom from God comes in a relationship with Jesus in two ways. First, I'm not going to be wise. I'm not going to have understanding. I'm not going to live right and correctly and follow God's path unless if I realize that Jesus is creator and I'm creature. He is the creator. I'm the creature. And that brings about the fear of the Lord. The awe, the respect, the holy reverence for God that has me sitting here saying, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Tell me, Lord. I'm not the one in charge. I'm not God. You are God. I am creature. Speak to me. Tell me. Instruct me. If we want to be wise, it starts with a relationship with Jesus. As He is my creator, I'm His creature. But there's another aspect to the relationship. I'm sinner. He's Savior. The wisdom of God is seen most clearly in the relationship that He delights in mankind, and yes, delights in you and me who so often pick the wrong path. We've been doing it since Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve were in the garden, and God gave them the path to wisdom. God gave them the wisdom of God, which said, don't eat from that fruit in the middle of the garden. Any other tree you can eat from, just stay away from that, that tree right there. And then Satan came along and said, or you can follow this path. This path 
leads to knowledge. This path leads you to be like God, knowing good and evil. This path is the path to wisdom. And what did Adam and Eve do? Instead of pursuing God's wisdom, instead of listening to God's instruction, they pursued their own path. And it led to death. Just like Proverbs 3, or 8, verse 36 says, but those who fail to find me harm themselves, and all who hate me love death. And they went that way. And God could have let us go, couldn't he? And yet we see the wisdom of God through Jesus Christ. Sinner, Savior. Look back to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Or, yeah, ch- chapter 1, verse 30. He became wisdom of God, uh, became for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. The wisdom of God is seen clearly in Jesus Christ, who stepped into human history, who is the creator of all things, and stepped into human history and took on human flesh to be our righteousness, to be our holiness. Not to show us how to live, but to live for us. So that when you stand before God, how does God see you? Righteous and holy. It is Jesus, the wisdom of God, who went to the cross to redeem us. And though the world sees that as foolishness, you and I see it as the wisdom of God because through the cross, through Jesus, we have the redemption from sin. We have forgiveness from sin and life eternal. The foolishness of the cross is the wisdom of God because through that comes life. And that's what you and I have through Jesus. He is the wisdom of God for those who believe. It is because of Jesus that you and I now are invited to come to him, to listen to him. He stood up and he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. He is the one who cried out, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The wisdom of God is found in Jesus. And because we know that, go back to your first two points. Wisdom, Jesus is available to all and calls out to all. Wisdom, Jesus, is the most important commodity that you and I could have because apart from him is death, with him is life and favor from the Lord. This is why at the end of Proverbs chapter 8 there, verse 31, he's rejoicing in his whole world and delighting in mankind. Jesus delights in you, not because of what you offer him, but because he was your righteousness, your holiness, your redemption, and it's the wisdom of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. Jesus is wisdom. There's only one question left. It's found in 32 through 33. Now then, my children, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instruction and be wise, and do not disregard it. The only question left from wisdom, that is Jesus, is will you listen? When we sit and we meditate on the wisdom of God, that he would save us, not by asking us to do anything, but by sending his one and only son to live and die and rise again so that we are holy, righteous, and redeemed. It sets our hearts in a state of humility where we say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. 
We're ready to listen to your instruction. Make us wise for salvation. Make us wise for this life so that our life ends in eternal life with Christ Jesus, our Lord, the wisdom from God. This is what we're going to do over the series. Listen to the wisdom of God that is found in Jesus Christ, our Savior. Let's pray. Gracious Father in heaven, you are completely uh, wise. You have all wisdom, uh, and it is through wisdom that you created the world. That is Jesus, our Savior. Uh, we thank you that we see the wisdom of your plan for salvation. We see wisdom in creation, and we see wisdom can only come from a relationship uh, with Jesus. Uh, he is our creator. We are his creature. Uh, but not only that, he is our Savior, even though we're sinners. Uh, we have failed. We've gone our own way. And yet you, our God, has brought, have brought the path to salvation and is found in Jesus Christ, found at the cross, where Jesus died for us uh, to forgive us, and then he rose from the dead so that we live eternally with you. It's only in him that true life is found. Uh, because we know that wisdom, we know that relationship, we're now ready to listen to you, Lord. Uh, we know your love. We know your grace, your mercy. We know that you have our best interests at heart. And so we ask that you remove all pride. We ask that you remove any arrogance that we may have. And let us sit and listen and be instructed by you and wisdom. We ask you to be with us, continue to watch over us as we continue to grow in this wisdom uh, so that we may live lives for you. We ask all this in our Savior Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for listening to this message today. It's my prayer that uh, it has changed your heart as you grew in the message of your Savior Jesus. Again, if you wouldn't mind liking and subscribing, we'd be grateful for that. God bless your day.